the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Y'all know what Tuesdays mean. Tuesdays when we have some fun. We have some fun with our dear friend Gary Quackenbush. Quacking the whack is is what we like to call this segment. We're actually, news. He's also a big taco lover. Yeah, he's all yes. Of course, he's a big taco lover. That's one of the reasons why we love him. Right. And he joins that's why us. We do it on Tuesday. That's why we do it on Tuesday, man. We got to honor the taco, right? And um, y'all also know, you longtime uh, listeners of the Andrea K Show, know that I'm fascinated with anything related to the law, especially estate planning for some reason. They need to bring back the TV show when they would read celebrity wills uh, and let people like me enjoy it. I have to, before I bring you in, Gary Quackenbush, I did want to say that, um, I don't know if you've heard, this isn't part of your type of law, but they have released Leslie Van Houten, one of the Manson family, um, spent 53 years in prison. She was given a life sentence, which to me should be a life sentence, and she was paroled today. Um, that's just really despicable news. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's anything you want to share there before we have some fun with the wacky new laws of the week. And, uh, criminal law is interesting. I mean, there, there's always there seems like there's always a term where you know some person, uh, it, it, some judge somewhere decides that they had good behavior and they let people out. I mean, I know with the overcrowding of the jails, that's one of the big problems that they deal with. And mm-hmm. so sometimes they let somebody out because it makes room for another one. They kind of they kind of weigh out, which is weird, I know, but they kind of weigh out the baddies. Like, well, this one's not as horrible as that one, and we need more room in this jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. So what you got for us this week in terms of the wacky news? Can't be any wackier than the Manson family murderer being set free. <laughs> what could be wackier well, than that? <laughs> um, Aretha Franklin's will being found in her couch cushions as she perceives the earlier will. That is that is so bizarre. I was telling Skins earlier. I look up and I see that, that I see. Of course, and and if there is a crazy story with a celebrity in a will, AK is going to find it. My I, my my celebrity will meter is going to tick off. And I look up and see the Queen of Soul stuffed her will, her 2014 will, between some couch cushions. Is that <laughs> it's valid? It's valid. I mean, I would not have, and that's why the jury 
deliberated for like an hour or something like that. The, the jury just kind of went, well, yeah. The jury gave its verdict after an hour of deliberating in a trial that went on for days. Why? Well, why did because, it go? Why did it go on for days? Why were they were they contesting it simply because it was found between some couch cushions, or, or because they were trying to say that it wasn't what she meant, and the earlier one was kept in a, it was kept in a safe place, so that's really what she wanted. So the 2014 was just a whim, and it shouldn't be included, and it wasn't as formal. And all of her documents she ever did were more formal, more like the 2010 will. <clears throat> but you know, it just doesn't make sense that she did a 2020 a 2014 will that was. But, you know, just all this stuff, and basically you can hire attorneys and fight about stuff and fight. If, I mean, I, I look at it and go, well, that's pretty obvious. I, 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 the jury took an hour because it probably took them that long to go in there and, and just kind of go, well, that was pretty easy. What do you guys decide? Everybody agree? no they sat it they took an hour because they had to eat some fried cheese sticks that's what was going on i mean it does not take an hour to go yeah it was a valid will just because it was stuffed between some seat cushions doesn't mean it's invalid yeah i mean that's the thing i mean the 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 new one trumps the old one and the thing is it it's not that it made that big of a difference i mean the new will the 20 the 20 the 2014 will Basically, the change was which kid was going to be the executor, and then also the kid that was really fighting the hardest, his kids were going to inherit $1.1 million home. Um, so anyway, that, that's the thing. It's, it's like she changed her mind. In 2010, she said, I'm going to give my home to this kid, and then in 2014, she went, you know what? That's dumb. I'm just going to, I'm going to give it equally to my – because it goes equally to her kids. And then the bottom, bottom, bottom line is if the judge said – Okay, we're throwing out both of the wills. We throw them both out. It goes equally to our kids. That's the bottom line. The courts a lot of times look at that and they go, if we throw out this will, if, if it's a lose-lose, like one of them petitions and says, we like the 2010 will. The other one petitions says, we like the 2014 will. And if both of the wills were invalid because it wasn't signed right or whatever, or something was wrong, they're both defective, the judge tosses out both of them. And the judge says, okay, now we go into the laws of intestacy. And in California, it goes in equal shares to her four children. The result's the same. So, so that's the thing that I thought was so interesting. Well, that is interesting. Um, I also think when I, when I think about this story, I think, you know, if you – I don't know how it ended up between her seat cushions, but if you don't, you know, you've got family that you've got a good chance that there's somebody in the family that's looking for anything that they can use as an excuse to contest. Well, and and the other thing, Andrea, who knows, but I have definitely had experiences where something gets found in the weirdest spot. You go, why is that? Well, maybe... Maybe somebody that didn't want the will to exist decided to stuff it in the couch cushion, thinking that if it was not in existence, then, you know, and then I'm going to come back later and I'm going to officially destroy it, but I don't have time right now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But see, that's the, the, the thing is, if, if a will, uh, it, you know, if you find the original will and it was, you know, it was in her possession or at least available to her when she died, it was in her couch cushion that was available to her when she died. It's a valid will. I mean, I had a case, not, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but I literally had a case. We had a will. We were doing a petition to petition a will. And this was a long, long time ago. And we're, you know, we, we petitioned, we're moving forward with it. And all of a sudden in probate court, somebody came in and said, I contest. Okay. What's mm-hmm. the contest? 
we have a will. We found a will. So they proffered a will, and they filed their own petition. The will that I had was written up by an attorney. It was signed and witnessed appropriately, self-proving document. The contesting will was a brown paper bag where the guy simply wrote on a brown paper bag with a Sharpie, I give everything I own to my housekeeper, who's the sweetest girl I've ever known, and he signed it. That one. That one? was a will. Yes, because it was, they established it was his handwriting. He did it himself. It wasn't done by the maid. She had nothing to do with the house. The housekeeper had nothing to do with it. She didn't even know what was going on. But what mattered is that the will was done in his hand, holographic, all by him, signed by him, and found. So it trumped the, you know, the, the super formal one. But that's, that's what happened because people can change their mind. And they, they couldn't prove he was incompetent. You know, they, he was competent all the way until, you know, when he died. So he, the, the, the bag, the brown paper bag was just done sometime before he died and it was legible and the court wanted that instead of the old, you know, the, the more formal one. And people will do that. People will do documentation, you know, with their kids there. I mean, sometimes people will come in, they bring in their children because they really want their kids involved and they're all excited. This is what mom wants to do, blah, 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 blah. And then the kids leave. You talk to the mom independently and say, all right, let's talk about your estate plan. What would you like to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely not giving it to that one, the, my one daughter. I know my children want that to happen, but I'm not going to give it to that one daughter because she's not going to use it properly. I want it to go in equal shares to my children. But the children were saying, no, 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 it's going to go to this sister here. She needs the money, blah, blah, blah. Mom, that's what mom wants to do right in front of mom. And she's like going, yep, okay, all right, that's what I want to do. Excuse the children, talk to the mom. And she goes, no, I want it to go to my kids in equal shares. Okay, mom may I talk to your children about it since you brought them in with you? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's attorney-client privilege. That was it. Mm-hmm. So that's how we prepared the document, what mom wanted. And the kids were not happy. You know, they, they made a stink. You know, what, mom, what are you doing? What are you doing? She goes, I'm doing what I want. And they were not happy about it at all. But it's mom's money. It's not the kid's money. So the thing that is kind of funny for me on the Aretha Franklin one is that why was it just a will? She was, a, you know, she was, a, she did really yeah. well. She had kids and grandkids and it was just, well, why wasn't there a trust or something more formal? And I think, and we've talked about this before, I think, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how famous you are, how much money you make, how popular you are, how, you know, it, it just doesn't matter. P- paperwork is paperwork and you've got to do the things you need to do along the way. And I, unfortunately, people don't have good, in my opinion, really Fancy people don't have good handlers, right? And, and meaning they don't have a, a you know they don't have an honest attorney that's willing to to work things out or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just like they need a good accountant, they need a good bookkeeper, they need a good attorney that's not going to prey on them and say, "Oh wow, it's Aretha Franklin. My rate just went to eight fifty an hour. I used mm-hmm. to charge four hundred, but I just doubled yeah. my rate." 
Because it happens all the time and it makes me ill. Well, yeah, because you know what? People think of celebrities, you know, just because somebody's the queen of soul doesn't mean she's got, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, she's still just another human being and she get, you, they get yes. up there in age and they're vulnerable to being taken advantage of by so-called financial managers and this person and, and that person. And, and, and that's the same. We're all vulnerable, you know, it, it, to, it, in one way or another, depending on, you know, what we do for a living. Cause you know, a doctor can be vulnerable because a doctor isn't an estate planning attorney either. So if you're not an estate right. planning attorney, it doesn't matter what you do for a living and how talented you are. You need to get your affairs in order and you need to do that with a qualified estate planning attorney like Gary Quackenbush. So how can they get a hold of you, my friend? Thank you. The easiest way is literally go to my website. It's GQLaw.com. GQ gqlaw.com you cut out for a second my friend and we're about to get cut off by the commercial break thank you for being here all right take take it easy bye now we're gonna take a break we come back we got more fun and hijinks on tonight's andrea k show 888-344-1170 the airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer, San Diego. <laughs> Booter puppies. I took the world's biggest bite of a snack bar right before we came back from break. Not good time management. We're pros here on the Andrew K. Show. <laughs> Get him out of here. Okay. I was suddenly hungry. Skins knows I'd go past a certain point and I got to eat, right? It, it hits you about the same time every night. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I don't know, ladies. This is a question for you out there. Do, I don't know about you, but to me... I don't get turned on by a man screaming and yelling at me. See, where I come from, a man screaming and yelling is considered abusive, okay? It's verbal abuse. And when the point of the of the screaming and yelling... Now, if a man's screaming and yelling because he, he caught his toe on a coffee table, okay, that's worthy of a scream and yell. In fact, my brother, when we were kids, caught his running around barefoot like a, like a fool. And he caught his little pinky toe... On a coffee table, and it was sticking out like a, like at a right angle. I mean, bad. Well, my brother would do anything to avoid the doctor, so he didn't want Mama to know. This happened during the day. Mama was at work, so he found an old pair of shoes that was too small and wedged his foot into it and brought that toe in. <laughs> That's dedication. Oh, yeah. Anything to avoid a doctor, okay, because we had, we had military medicine when I was growing up. You did not want to have to go to the emergency room. He would have had to have a tetanus shot. He would have had to have a throat culture. There was They would have put it through the ringer, okay, instead of just taking, taking care of the toe. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, that's worthy of a scream, okay? But if a man, like like what was reported with his Axios story yesterday, trying to prop up Joe Biden, trying to try, we are now at the the point of the story to where they're trying to make a um, 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 old dude with dementia who's wandering around England over there and having to be corralled by King George. We're now at the point to where they're trying to convince you that he's still he's still a tough guy, right? Look how he screams and yells at people and plays a game we call stump the chump and stump the dummy. So there are literally this is where we're at now with the story. 
now we're at the part of the story to where the same women who have been accusing men of male toxicity and mansplaining and how dare men manspread on um, subways with their legs spread open instead of crossing their knees. All this whole... Now Now a little bit of testosterone's okay. now, Now it's wonderful. Now Joy Behar is getting all hot. She's getting all hot over it. So is Kennedy off of Fox News. So let's have a little fun at these phony feminist expense as they try to justify the latest prop up of Joe Biden. Skins, please play clip one. So Axios interviewed current and former aides of President Biden who say in private Biden has a, a, a rough temper. And Fox host Lisa Kennedy reacted. Clip, please. Swearing at people, it's a quirk. Kind of turned me on when I heard that the president gets angry and volatile. I'm not going to oh. lie. I'm disappointed in just about every single thing he has done as president. I think he's he's just, the economy is uh, wobbling at best. That's a, a kind way of putting it. His foreign policy is a disaster. He has no idea what he's doing in terms of China and Ukraine. So if he's throwing a few F-bombs here and there, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Problem. What's her problem? I don't understand what the conversation was. I, I don't know. I think I don't... it was just someone being angry make you turn on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turned on by Biden's anger. I am too. I like it. You like it? I do. Well, you have said that before. I like that. I mean, he's such a mild-mannered, sweet guy. But you know he's not. We've heard. Listen, he has dropped more f-bombs than Uncle, I have. Uncle Joe over the good. years. Uncle you Joe know, has done years. that. I mean, over the years we've heard him off mic say stuff. I mean, he is a he's a regular guy. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, yeah, she doesn't like this. She doesn't I like that. that. It's whooping that it's like anger management. Then he needs anger management. He uh-huh. just blows off steam. It's white male privilege, it's called. You know, <laughs> imagine if it's a woman or a black guy doing that. Well, Not a, well, they I'm they a woman. Last night, putting my kids to bed, I was screaming so much. <laughs> I, I turned to my husband. And I said, my heart rate is like, I'm racing. And he's like, well, maybe it was the yelling. And I wake up to this headline of him getting mad. And I'm like... Imagine waking up being President Biden. You're too old still. The economy sucks. The border's open. But your son's a mess. What about that grandchild you don't claim? He, he, he broke royal protocol with King Charles. Every way he turns, he does something wrong. He is allowed to get mad. I do it. Three small kids. <laughs> this is insane By to the me. way, I, I need to congratulate you and give you an award. You made it through the entire clip. I did. Because I'm sitting here thinking about how absolutely stupid these women sound. Absolutely moronic. I don't know how that hate yells at her kids. She needs to knock it off. Don't have kids if you can't handle it without screaming and yelling at your kids. Okay? You're running around. You've already sold your soul. We already know you have no character and integrity because you're the hate that, that took a job in the communications department with Trump and then have done, and then in order to continue on, and to get a gig, you're the lying sack of doo-doo that has sold her soul to go on The View and on CNN, Elisa Farah, right? Maybe if you spent a little less time running around trying to get your face in front of a camera and actually did your job as a mom, you wouldn't be losing your cool with your kids. Yelling at your kids is not okay to me. Screaming and yelling is abuse. It's one thing if you want to lose it on occasion and, and you raise your voice, but it's actually verbally abusive. 
You're not a good parent. Don't try to normalize screaming and yelling. And shame on these women, because let me tell you, if Donald Trump ever lost his cool, and of course, they went on to talk about the alleged phony story that's never been corroborated. You never hear the end of it. That Yeah. Trump supposedly threw some ketchup at a wall, which has never been corroborated. He was known for being mild-mannered and never losing his temper in the White House. This story that they're trying to put out there is, is it, 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 here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to actually normalize abuse, verbal, mental, and psychological abuse in order to justify, in order to cover up that Joe Biden is what we really know him to be. It, is he, is he a, a verbally abusive jack wagon in his normal life? Oh, I absolutely believe it. We know he screams and yells at people. We've seen him on the campaign trail. Get ugly with people. He's a rude, ugly, mean, rude old people were mean, rude young people that just got old. But Andrew, he's good old Joe. Right. So so in part, one of the things they're saying is true is that he's just a rude jerk. He was never. This is a facade, the phony Uncle Joe. But this story is about trying to distract you, try to make you believe that he's not really demented and walking around and doesn't know where he is half the time, that he's really this tough guy that stumps everybody who comes into his office. And for them to try to normalize, first of all, the hypocrisy after they've been they've been actively part of the left with this cultural Marxist movement, actively seeking to destroy men in our culture. For Hermden, for Whoopi Goldberg to now say, this is just, this is, he's just a regular guy. Now suddenly, regular men from the party that, see, wokeism is so great because they get to change their mind from one, one minute to the next. It's not steeped in any principle or integrity. These are the same people that tell you that there's, that gender is fluid. Now we got real men. And now it's okay to be a, quote, real guy who screams and yells at people and drops the F-bomb because that's just so cute. It's so sexy now. No principles, no integrity. It's whatever suits them in the moment in order to push their political agenda. It's so despicable how anybody sits in the audience and listens to these low-class, degenerate, despicable, phony excuses for women is beyond me. They should be shamed and run out on a rail instead of celebrated. There's certainly no voice for any women out there. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to cool down before I hunt one of these haints down and have words with her on the street. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the break, we were talking about the the left, this, this story about Joe Biden, old yeller, screaming and cussing out workers and that 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 any woman in particular would say that that's sexy and get some hot is just despicable there's no to me. positive about that in any way it's it's foul do they not even hear themselves harassment in the workplace is something that's illegal by the way and in, in and in personal relationships it's destructive to children do you know that when a woman in a, in a marital relationship, when she is verbally and emotionally and mentally abused in the way that Joe Biden does to his workers, what he's doing is he's the they call it stump the chump. He's intentionally if it's true, which I don't believe it is. I believe it's a way for them to try to prop him up as though uh, to try to make you think that he's still all there mentally. What they're describing, if it's true, is mentally abusive. And it actually 
changes your brain chemistry when you are repeatedly under that type of verbal assault. And it's particularly toxic and it's narcissistic abuse. And when it happens in a marital relationship, it literally can leave a woman rendered incapable over a period of time of being able to make even the smallest of decisions. I have a friend of mine who's absolutely, you would, if you met her and knew her resume, you'd be shocked to find that after years of this type of of abuse, she found herself in a grocery store unable to buy a lemon. And she called me on the phone and she just, she couldn't, she could not buy, she couldn't pick a lemon. And it, it, and it's incredibly serious, this level of abuse. It's actually more destructive than physical abuse because the bruise heals and then people can see that you've been abused. Um, so it's incredibly toxic. And I take it personally and I find it absolutely offensive that anybody out there, particularly a woman, would, would, would try to act as though they got sexually aroused by a man being verbally abusive it's to not a funny. worker. It's not funny. And it's the kind of situation out in corporate America and out in the private sector, they would be screaming and yelling if it happened on a movie set. They'd be they'd be talking about, you know, how well, look could, at all these actors that are getting, you know, canned because of things similar to this. Right. Right. Remember the remember the um, remember the audio of Alec Baldwin screaming and talking to talking to his daughter in an ugly fashion. Remember the Christian uh, was it Christian Bale? audio of him screaming and yelling at people on on a movie theater i'm just sick and tired of the no integrity and no principles of these people that if this was a conservative a business owner right if you're a conservative business owner they want you destroyed just because you supported trump let alone for you know any maltreatment of a worker it's just despicable and then they're also continuing to try to justify today um, the Biden family refusing to acknowledge the child abuse of a child and a grandchild who they are seeking to ignore. Gee, it's 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 a very precious thing and, and a tender moment. And adoptive parents have to really think hard about when they tell their child that they've been adopted, because the child feeling has to deal with the fact that they feel rejected by their birth parents. Right. So you think about the rejection that this child Navy is going to be having to deal with her entire life. Most Americans think it's such an honor to meet a president of the United States. Imagine being the grandchild of the president of the United States and you've been completely rejected. The shame that this child's going to carry. And yet the left is continuing today to try to prop up that abuse, to try to ju- justify abuse. Here is CNN's Jake Tapper coming up with the most disgusting, despicable justification for President Biden ignoring his grandchild that it's 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 shocking to me. Clip three. And and we should point out just for the sake of fairness that Navy's mom, uh, uh, who, you know, had the uh, incident with Hunter that resulted in this in this beautiful child, uh, she has uh, been caught up in some far right folks uh some that ziegler guy and the only so what he's saying there is initially they were criticizing and and because there's no way to avoid it at this point um they've done something that's absolutely horrific and disgusting and immoral and that is to deny the existence of a child but then he's got to counter it with yeah but in fairness this child's other grandparent 
is a crazy conservative. So, you know, there's reason for Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden to ignore her because she's got she's got a maternal grandmother that's conservative. Absolutely disgusting. Let's shift gears, shall we? Let's get back to COVID because we talked about fraud Fauci lying to the American people to try to cover up um, doing all kinds of insidious crap. He's still a hero to the left, right? They're not they're not denouncing him being on the cover of InStyle magazine. Here is RFK Jr. um, talking about how the U.S. has 4% of the world population and 16% of COVID deaths because of bad policy. Skins, please play uh, clip four. Tell me about Fauci. You wrote this big, fat book. I could only get through a little bit of it. I I can't read anything longer than 700 pages. (laughs) And you think Fauci is the devil. Would you prosecute him if you ever got to the White House? I mean, if he, if if there were crimes that he committed, of course, we would, you know, the, I would tell the attorney general to prosecute him and not hold off. Um, do I think that he committed uh, crimes? I think he caused a lot of injury. Um, I think that uh, he particularly by withholding early treatment from Americans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we racked up the highest death count in the world. So we only have 4.2% of the globe's population, but we had 16% of the COVID deaths in this country. And that is, uh, that was from bad policy. There's countries that did the opposite of what we did that provided ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, other early treatments to their populations and had one two hundredth of our death rate. So there are many, many things that we did wrong in this country. And uh, and some of those were, uh, I would say, knowing knowingly that um, that some of the things that were done by public health officials at that time, uh, that they knew that they would be harmful to. Why hasn't the Biden administration punished China? Punished China for what? For the lab leak, for withholding PPE during the pandemic? Um, well, I think one of the reasons we haven't investigated the Wuhan lab is because the U.S. government, not just through NIH, but through the CIA and through USAID, was actually funding the studies in the, U- in the Wuhan mm-hmm. lab. And we did a very, very big technology transfer of bioweapons technology to the Wuhan lab and, and uh, bioweapons technology that was developed at NIH expense. Couple things there. First of all, I want to address the first part of that clip. Um, crimes were committed. I think he, I wish he had gone and said that and said it, not if he committed crimes, because he went on to describe the crimes that were committed. That the CDC, the NIH, and the NIAID knew well that ivermectin worked. And that's, that's why they were, they had officials all across this country hoovering it up in massive supplies from pharmacies while you weren't allowed to get it. That's why they knew hydroxychloroquine worked. That's why they knew, they knew that it worked, but they could not push the vaccines on us. When under an emergency youth authorization, if there was an alternative that was working. So they had to lie to the American people and American people died. Withholding treatments and lying to the American people and causing massive deaths. Fauci is the world's number one serial killer. That's criminal. RFK Jr. could have said it. He went farther than anybody else. 
Trump's not even going on the campaign trail because Trump tried to get go go along with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and he let Fauci talk him out of it. I think that I don't know what anybody would have done, including DeSantis, had he been in the White House. DeSantis was all in on Fauci. He was all in in distributing the shots. He didn't push the mandates, but he didn't question the shots veracity and their efficacy. He got them himself. He showed up on a tarmac with double masks. But Fauci killed American people. Flat out, knowing you can go back and look at SARS-CoV-1 and see that ivermectin worked. You can look at Africa and see where they can get a hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin off the shelves and see why they had a low death count in Africa. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue to play and discuss uh, RFK's response, his uh, comments about uh, U.S. COVID policy when we return. A.K., Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's been many, many years since JFK Jr. has been assassinated. In fact, I don't think any there's anybody continuing uh, uh, who's alive who was a, a part of the government at that point in any way involved. Yet the Biden administration just sealed up. Can't can't. Uh, uh, you see any of the information on it. There's an interesting poll I heard out today that the majority of only a very tiny percent of Americans believe that there's zero chance that the U.S. government was involved in killing him. The majority of American people think there's a likely chance or, or a good chance or that the, the U.S. government killed a sitting president of the United States, that it was the CIA. Here is RFK Jr. talking about. Uh, the uh, what he believes is the assassination of JFK. You've seen what the government's capable of with regard to your uncle, possibly with regard to your father. We've seen evidence that suggests the CIA was involved in assassinations here on American soil. In 2023, do you still think the CIA is capable of something like that? Well, I think the... CIA was involved in, uh, certainly in this research, they were funding it through USAID. And NIH, I think, in the end, gave about $26 million in funding to the Wuhan lab. But USAID, which was functioning as a CIA surrogate, gave over $64 million. And the Pentagon also gave a lot of money. But you didn't answer my question. The question was, is the CIA still capable of political assassinations in the United States? Uh, I I couldn't say yes or no to that question. I think that there is, I couldn't say. And, you know, even with my uncle's assassination, uh, you can't really say the CIA killed John F. Kennedy. You can say members of the CIA, people who are working for the CIA, were definitely involved. People like E. Howard Hunt, David Atlee Phillips, uh, David Morales, people who've, already, who've confessed to it, many of them in deathbed uh, confessions. Uh, but they may have been, been operating on a rogue basis rather than the CIA doing it. These were people who were involved in the Miami station who were angry at President Kennedy for uh, for fe- refusing to invade Cuba and also... Your thoughts, Skins? I kind of think it's kind of similar to the last clip where he's, he, he's definitely saying things that other people aren't saying. I think he's being cautious because I think he could go further. Yeah, um... 
Yeah, you could go further. I, I don't know why he's playing soft right now. He's getting no play really from the Democrat Party. Um, they're they're trying to keep him out. I think if he, I think if he's really serious about trying to make a go here, he needs to be bolder than that. That's not going to get him anywhere. Um, let's talk DeSantis and uh, Trump. There is, there are DeSantis's main point is that Trump can't win the general. He's too. He's too um, tainted with all this lawsuit stuff going on. They they did file a motion today. The Trump team filed a motion um, to move the trial and keep it out, uh, to push out the date of the trial. I don't know why they didn't file a motion to dismiss, because I don't know how he's going to run for office and having to deal with his trial. DeSantis's big argument right now is that the mainstream media is making comments like he's, you know, they can deal with Trump. They can't deal with DeSantis, that he's really he's really the one um, that not only has the conservative beliefs, but he's the one that can actually get it done. Um, I think but I, I think when I look at DeSantis, sometimes he says the right things, but he is the most boring candidate there's I don't see how he can win the general at all. I think that there is some rightful concern that people are, there is a Trump fatigue going on, even within the conservative movement. I think that his support for the shots, I think that some of his covid policies, I think there's still a lot of people out there that are like best president we've ever had. DeSantis is a great governor, but he's never been president. Well, I think what the turning point is, is like you and I have said on the show, he uh, all of his missteps, he's got to be accountable for them. And he's got to say, hey, you know what? I messed up because that's what people want to hear. Yeah. And I, I, I think that. I, I think that he needs. He says a lot, right? Yeah, I think he needs to come out and say, "I did what I thought was right and trusted the people in the in the robes, in the in the co- white coats, the scientists." And, and and looking back, you know, say what you know RFK Jr. was saying that you know, looking back, we did not need to withhold ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We did not need to deny doctors the right to treat their patients. We did not need to need to do that. We didn't need to hold healthy people in their homes. We he he could come out and say I made the I can only evaluate the decisions at the time based upon the information I had at the time. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I made the best decisions I could at the time with the information that I had. And even Ron DeSantis would have made the same decisions I did. With hindsight, though, there's much we can learn from. And what we can learn is that we did the wrong thing in in holding back on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And I would never do that again. I would trust the doctors in the field that 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 are dealing with their patients in the field and what was working. And I would not have shots put out of market under emergency authorization without being fully tested. I wouldn't do it again. I think that's what he should say. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. And I think he thinks that by making those admissions, and you know, maybe I'm wrong, but just knowing the type of guy Trump is, he thinks that's going to make him look good. No, I think it makes him look stronger. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that DeSantis talks about is how, yeah, he supported Fauci early on, but then he then he and supported the lockdowns and then he reversed course. Leaders can admit when they when they've made mistakes because there has never been a president of the United States who was faced with what he was faced with. 
And I think I think he thought, you know, like everybody else. I mean, how many conservatives were texting me when I was against the lockdowns telling me I was off my rocker? Most people would have done the same things that he did in that situation. Um, I think DeSantis, I think uh, uh, tr- we know what we had with Trump. Did Trump do everything that he could to, to drain the swamp? No, but we know what we had with Trump. We had a great economy. We don't know that DeSantis would, would have done anything any different or any better. No, and again, governing a state, much different than running a nation. Right. One of the things DeSantis has not commented on is how is it? Oh, personnel. Trump had bad personnel choices. Well, what would you have done any different? Who would you have put in? He's attacked Trump's SCOTUS nominees who achieved something we never thought we would ever see in our life, which was the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Never, certainly not in this political climate, did I ever think we would see Roe v. Wade overturned. Um, Got about a minute and a half left. I'm going to go see The Sound of Freedom tomorrow. I'm still seeing reports that AMC is playing games with ticket goers. So I'm going to go see it at AMC tomorrow. If you have seen this movie, email me at andreakeshow.com. You can call in on our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Let us know your thoughts on it. The left is continuing to go after this movie as though it's a bunch of QAnon crap. When these are absolutely real stories of real children. And there, I saw today, and I've got a research on it. It was right before I came into the show. But I gave my list of, of the many reasons why I think the left is going after this movie. And it's because it bumps up against their evil, demented, twisted, sick, perverted aims with children. I read today, and I've got to research it. I don't know where the state of California is with this, but I have seen that they are looking to, and I'd heard rumblings about this before, but actually to make human trafficking no longer a felony. Now, why would you do that? Why did the state of California... That makes no logical sense. Only only if you support child sex trafficking, then it makes sense. For the same reason why California released... All of these uh, uh, monsters back out on the streets who had been convicted of rape and sexual assault of children. And overcrowding is not an excuse to put that back on on our streets. All right. Tomorrow actually is hump day. We thought it was hump day when I came in here tonight. It was Tuesday. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Email me at andreakasia.com. Don't forget to get your tickets to the August 10 event. Go to theanswersandiego.com and get your tickets. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.